Yeah, it all happened kind of by accident in a way. Five three eight dance department backstage. Dennis Breyer. Dance Department Backstage, a brand new episode. And uh, today we're doing a deep dive into electronic music with friend of the show, DJ and producer Yotto. Hi, man. Yeah, yeah, happy to do this. It has been a strange year for, I think, everyone in the music industry and uh, DJs, producers, uh, people who work at festivals, etc., etc. How did it affect your life during lockdown? Of course, you're a young dad. Um, how was this year for you? Mm. I think the past year was actually, I don't know, I don't want to sound too positive about it because it's been a very difficult year for a lot of people, but I enjoyed it quite a lot um, because I got to spend so much time at home after touring so much and I've just been in the studio from Monday to Friday. So there are a lot of releases coming in the next 12 months because you had so much time on your hands. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a benefit I mean, of yeah. this strange period, right? It is, yeah. It's you know, I've I've just been trying to look at the upsides, and that's definitely one of the big ones. Yeah, we are back in sort of a lockdown situation. It's nothing's really enforced, but we have pretty strict um, things that are suggested that you know you don't do, uh, you don't meet with too many people, and. A lot of the stores are, are, like everything's open, like even some of the restaurants are still open and all that, but it's a moderate lockdown, I guess. In the Netherlands, yeah, the restaurants are closed and you also can't go outside anymore after nine at night. Okay, yeah. Uh, at home, do you have certain uh, certain discussions with your wife about, about the kids? Can they enter the studio when you're at work or do you have like a strict time schedule? Like the door is locked, don't come in, don't disturb, please. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much like that. Um, yeah, the, the kids are well. Right now, I'm actually not. I'm not doing that much studio work at all. I'm taking a couple of months, like properly off. Uh, you know, for for an actual paternity leave, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, for the past year, I I would just be there in the studio. Um, my wife would be with with the younger kid, and the older kid would be in in daycare or the kindergarten. Is there? They're still open. And uh, what are you working on right now? Um, I just had a single come out now um, called "I Want You," which is yeah something that happened over the past few months. Um, it's not as clubby as some of, some of my other records, so I guess it's a sign of the times. Then I've been working on a lot of ambient stuff as well, um, but then a bunch of really clubby records but yeah i don't think i'm going to release too many of those before ah before i get to test them out in some way we did go to lapland which is up north in finland where we kind of share share it with with sweden um just a lot of like ski slopes and and slightly more mountainous areas so we went there with a the, with a little crew and and filmed a set uh, in the snow which is a beautiful fun. place Yeah, and you know, it's middle of the winter, so it's really pretty. Minus 40 degrees Celsius, something like that. <laughs> yeah, luckily it wasn't that cold when we did it, because I think the CDJs and everything would have just frozen to death. No, they functioned, it was like minus 15. So. Oh, that's nice, but it's a nice environment to, to film stuff and to do some creative stuff as well. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's just something, there's something very peaceful and calming about that environment. Do you uh, think about what will, what will be the first thing... Uh, Yotto will do 
as everything turns back to normal again. Well, the one thing I would want to do would be do just a very big show somewhere, um, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, the first thing that I'm going to do is going to do I'm going to do a hometown show because those are just so much fun. Do you already have some dates in your agenda for later on this year? Yeah, there's a bunch of festivals that um, moved from last year at least, and they haven't cancelled the uh, 2021 yet. Um, we'll see what happens. Some of the U.S. Uh, festivals seem to be very bullish about going forward, and they they will they're gonna have like rapid testing and limited capacity and stuff like that. So if the situation gets slightly better in the U.S., I think yeah, six man, we'll see. Away now. So and uh, where is the little one right now? Yeah, my kid's also he's he's napping outside, so <laughs> he might wake up. Or might not. <laughs> we'll What's see. the temperature at this moment for the outside nap? <laughs> um, that's minus 15, something like that. Ah. Minus 20. Um, yeah, the kids love sleeping outside during winter because yeah, the air is so fresh and then you just wrap the stroller in, in blankets and it's good to go. I read somewhere that they, they did like some research that, that it's very healthy for kids to sleep outside when it's cold. I guess so, yeah. Um, that's just, yeah, it's... It's the way we always do that and the way our parents did it when we were younger. So Part of the culture. Everybody kind of believes that it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice one, man. Nice one. So it would be nice to be like a little toddler, just sleep outside and when you wake up you get food, you know. It's it's a very easy life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very yeah. jealous of, of that lifestyle. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. But I've been sleeping. I haven't, I haven't been sleeping this well, uh, you know, for such a long period of time, even though with you know having a, a young kid and everything, it's still easier than touring when you're switching time zones yeah. every day, <laughs> sleeping on airplanes and everything. Yeah. So you know, sleeping in your own bed for years, you know, that has been fantastic. Yeah. Well, your your career your career has seen a kickstart. Uh, you worked with uh, Coldplay. What was it? 2016. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that you wrote on socials that you panicked first when you saw the message from Coldplay requesting the collab. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah for for remix on 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 the track they they had it on their album. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to working on on something. Artists or bands like that have, have you know. I was just a, a kid starting out at that point, and it was exciting for sure. Um, yeah, then you just approach it the way you would approach any piece of work and it turned out okay. Although I'm not sure what happened with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's already a few years ago. Yeah, we I yeah. I, I can remember we played it on the show. But yeah, that's the thing with electronic music that every week there's like so many tunes are being released. It's uh Yeah, there's so also much also uh, impossible to keep up with every uh every piece of work, you know, that's in a promo box or so much music. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so much, and I mean, I love it that there's there's so much. Sometimes people say that you know music used to be better, uh, or, or get kind of nostalgic and look back like 20 years and go like, oh yeah, like electronic music was doing so much better back then, uh, or people were experimenting more. Um, but I don't really think that's the case. I think there's just so much music right now that sometimes you have to just dig a bit deeper. To find, yeah, find, find, you know, the hidden gems, the hidden gems for exactly, and but there are so much of that as well, 
I think people are just making brilliant music nowadays because it's so accessible to anyone. Yeah, when, when I had my like heavy clubbing time was like uh, in the 90s and the early zeros. Mm. I remember you had like a party in Amsterdam called Earth. A uh, local DJ pair organized it. And then he invited, uh, it was once a month. So it was like Sasha or Dickweed or Steve Lawler or Dave Seaman. Oh yeah, um, great. And that was the time that I really started buying uh, records, you know, and vinyl. But when I listen to those productions now, uh, you know, this, uh, the, the sound has become so much more... Uh, crystal clear and uh, deeper and better. The technique is, uh, has also made like a big step forward in the last uh, 20 years. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's, you know, most of of the records from from that that period of time. Of course, you know, we we look at them through these like sepia glasses and go like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was such an amazing record. Nobody's making records like that anymore. But then when you kind of go back and actually compare that to some of the records that are out right now, it's I mean, they were great and, and groundbreaking at that time, for sure. And yeah, the music definitely sounds sounds better most of the time nowadays. It's just richer and you can approach that or you can achieve that huge. Do you have uh, a setup with uh, also a lot of an analog gear or do you use digital gear to ask you just such a nerd question? Um, yeah, I use, I use a bit of both. Um, like the main production happens like 100% digitally inside a computer, but I do have a bunch of uh, analog gear that I've bought over the years that I love. Uh, so I usually just record a bunch of, of stuff from them and then work around. Yeah. Or treat them digitally then and finish everything inside the computer. But I do use them for inspiration and, and getting the main parts down. I usually just re- kind of record them in one take and then then that's it. Then it's recorded, and I just can't because I feel like if I work with digital synths, then I always go back and start editing and yeah, and just spending time on stuff that's unnecessary because I try to you know trust the first instinct. If I if I record something of of an analog synth and and I like it, then it's then it's there. I can't change it. It's it's been recorded, and that's the way it's going to be. I first got to know work from you was in, I think it was 2015, not sure. I think you released Mulholland 99? Uh, yeah, yeah. I started working with, uh, or as, as Yotto in 2015, pretty much like those were the first releases I did with Anjuna Deep that kind of took off. Yeah, you haven't been out of the dance department playlist ever since. Uh, the follow-ups like uh, the A-sides, a personal space, <laughs> wilderness girl, odd one out. And How do you look back on these on these oh, past? Yeah. That's, that's that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, how do you look back on the on these past <laughs> um, six years of your career? Uh, yeah, it all happened kind of by accident in a way. Um, I didn't have a big plan for it. Um, I always loved loved Unity as a label, or, or I was a fan of the music that they were putting out then, and I just made a few few tracks that they were into, and it all started from there. Then looking back. Yeah, it's it's been a nice organic journey. You know, I haven't had a huge, huge like radio hit or anything like that. So it's been just kind of a nice slow progress that makes me kind of hungry to see what happens in the next next yeah, five years. Can imagine. And you have your own imprint, of course, Art One Out. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's been a fun fun project for the past couple of years now. For the label, what are you looking for in an in an artist before uh, you sign them to your label? Do you Go out and 
a hunt for talent yourself or how, how does that work this process um yeah I've, i've asked a couple of producers to send over over tracks but these have mostly been people that i know or have been in touch touch with somehow um otherwise it's people send a lot of demos and if i if i hear something that i really like or something that i would want to play in a dj set then that's usually a good yeah. sign so then we start from there yeah so that's a good good starting and point yeah yeah i think yeah for now it's been like the original idea of a label is to be an extension of the music that i play in a way so that it it's something that you might hear in a dj set from me but you know maybe one day we're going to start releasing more and more music so it can be something else than just uh, force to the floor uh, DJs and music. So maybe you can uh, also start an ambient label one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Snow Hill recordings, then you go to yeah. Lapland, just with the ambient DJ sets there with minus 30 degrees. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just have to have to keep moving yeah. to, stay, <laughs> exactly. uh, to exactly. stay, stay warm. Yeah. Yeah. As a DJ, you are mostly known for your uh, music and, and your name, and in lesser extent, people know your face, of course. Are you often recognized on the streets in Finland? Uh, fortunately, not. No. <laughs> Every now and then, um, but it's the fans are most uh, mostly on social media, of course, asking questions and uh, sending uh, messages. I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah. There's a the familiarity is very interesting in social media people kind of think they know you um and they they are very eager to approach and just send a message you know asking about something or commenting on something which i do enjoy it's it's really fun that people reach out and what are um the record labels that inspired you to to start your own label do you have some some favorites uh, along the years i think the ones that kind of inspired me as you know to start my own ones They they're not necessarily the ones that are big right now, since you know, of course, Anjuna and, and labels like that that I've worked with are, you know, they're brilliant. They're great, great record labels, and and I've been able to learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the original inspiration is from, you know, way back when I was just a fan of of you know Sasha and Digweed, and so labels like Bedrock. Which back then felt like an extension of Digweed, or then there was Underwater. And yeah, Underwater, amazing. There was a DJ. There's a DJ called Desin Maciello that I was a huge fan of, and he was running a label called Alternative Roots. That was one of my favorite labels ever. And also amazing classics. Yeah. So I guess it was more like that, you know, the, the classic DJ, DJ ran labels that I kind of wanted to copy in a way or was just inspired by because I felt felt like you know as a kid when you were a fan of a DJ then you saw that the DJ had a label he would go like oh yeah okay so now I get to go inside that that you know DJ's head that I'm a fan of and listen to the kind of music that you know he enjoys and the, the music that he wants to sign I lived in in Amsterdam once and uh, I had new neighbors Because I was hearing like banging noise all the time. So I thought, hey, the, the elderly people, they left. But who's this new person that makes a lot of noise next to me? And I knocked on the door because I was just curious. 
And then uh, he said, yeah, man, I'm the new neighbor. I, I'm Luke. Said, uh, Hi, Luke. Yeah, Luke Chable. Oh. <laughs> and that was funny because I had like, uh, you know, 10 of his records and... Uh, Because Sander Kleinerberg, Sander Kleinerberg is one of my good friends. And yeah. I went on tour with Sander a lot, and so I know Luke's music. And so he suddenly was my neighbor, and we were like doing stuff together in Logic Audio, <laughs> hanging out. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that was fun. Oh yeah, they, they had that record. Um, it was like Chabelan. Yeah, Luchy. right. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah that, that maybe that can be reworked. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I go back, but I, I think that was on. Yeah, that was on on alternative. Yeah, that's route. that's the uh, why this popped into my mind. I thought it was alternative route. Yeah. How oh, funny! Yeah, I think it was. How are um, things behind the scenes when when Yotto is traveling uh, before or after gigs? Do you have do you have certain uh, rituals or uh, things you really like to do before or after a show? Um, I don't know, after a show, it's usually walk with the dogs. Dog. That's a that's a, stu- uh, a Dutch dog actually. It's a stubby. Oh, cool. Um, What what's his name? They're, they're getting a bit more popular. Sissi. Uh, Sissi. Ah, yeah, they're getting a bit more popular in in Finland for some reason. It's a nice breed though. But you have you have a lot of yes, them, I guess. We have. So yeah, I guess it's usually it's back to sleep as quickly as possible. Of course, if you know, depends on what's happening the next day. Um, if I have to travel, then it's in and out. Um, but before the show, I do like to prepare, you know, just take a moment alone in the hotel, relax, listen to some new music, and take a shower. But then I want to get to the venue like an hour before, so I get to, you know, yeah, get into, you know, get into the mood of, of the club or a festival and just... The atmosphere. Yeah, because if you go, you know, I've had to do it so many times where you just go straight from the airport straight to the DJ booth and then you just bam inside there and it's you know just so in your face so it's nice to go to a club you know and listen to whatever the DJ before you is playing and get a slow start yeah that's always good this is one of the cliche questions but I think it's fun to ask because you know I, mm-hmm. I love to read all the writers of the artists yeah there's just one website you can find them all no nice uh, Pharrell Williams, he wishes a framed photo of astronomer Carl Sagan in his dressing room. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> Slim Shady wants a wooden pool with Japanese koi carps in it. Okay. And the Beastie Boys uh, asked in the back in the days for condoms in every color of the rainbow. So what are the essential things on the rider of a Yotto? <laughs> um, well, the essentials are, you know, water and a towel, which would be nice. <laughs> 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 um, but we did we did add a few items just because we wanted to add something fun. So the person reading the writer just goes like, "Oh, oh, oh crap! You know, we we can't deliver this." Um, so there's this Finnish uh, Finnish you know baked uh, Karelian pie. <laughs> uh, then then there's a. We want somebody to recite some, like one record from from a Dr. Dre album. <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, yeah, a, a pimp cup, you know, a chalice or kind of a nice. Uh, yeah, this kind of weird cup that you can drink from. But these are all, you know, jokes. <laughs> um, but every now and then, you know, the promoters they see that they're like, oh yeah, this is a fun one. So then they actually 
get a pimp cup from somewhere. And, or somebody, I think in Australia, the promoter's girlfriend actually found a recipe for the Finnish uh, pie and, and baked it. <laughs> that's great. So that was pretty yeah. amazing, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But I, I think those those are like kind of icebreakers with communicating with the promoters, so they see that you don't you're, you don't you're not taking yourself too seriously. No, that's uh, that's important. Um, when I when I DJed more yeah. before I had my kids, I had coconut water on my rider, but that's because I do like daily hot yoga. So oh, I thought okay. that was good to yeah. you know get some, get the electrolytes in, <laughs> hydrate the system. Yeah, yeah, and it's healthier than vodka. So, but you can always mix it with rum or something. <laughs> Well, Yotto, um, thank you so much, man, for uh, coming backstage at the dance department. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks so much for for the continued support. You, thank you for the for the amazing music uh, over all the years, and uh, stay safe with your family and enjoy the kids. You too, you too. Enjoy. Uh, let's hope the lockdown ends ends over there soon. Let's hope uh, back to normal soon for everybody in this uh, in this scene and in the world, so that we can dance freely again. Yep, I'm sure we will one day soon. We shall overcome. Whenever it comes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Yoto. All right. Thank you. 538 Dance Department. Backstage. Dennis Breyer. Connect with Dance Department online. On Facebook, Mixcloud and 538.nl slash Dance Department.